0: Please do not let the worry of COVID-19 cause delay in seeking out treatment if you are experiencing a heart attack or stroke. Every minute treatment is delayed can be fatal. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Future of Health on Dash Radio during this coronavirus pandemic. We're lucky to have many experts around our COVID-19 topic and many guest hosts. Remember to visit coronavirus.providence.org for more information.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. I think we are live now. We're seven seconds live. Dr. Robin, how very exciting. Okay, Welcome everyone, as you are coming on, as we go live, let me get some particulars out of the way so you can see who is actually on your screen here in just a moment. So, My name is Dr. James Simmons. I am your host today and founder of Ask the NP, where you can ask everything you're too scared to ask your MD here's the legal stuff. Here's the stuff we got to say, okay? So as a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, capiche So if you have any questions regarding medical conditions or treatment plans, please consult your physician or primary care provider. Participating in this event With these clinicians does not create a physician-patient relationship. All right. The particulars are out of the way, Dr. Robin. Let's get started. And as you can see, joining me is Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon. Hello, Dr. Robin.
0: Oh, Dr. James, it is always so good to see you and be with you and spend time.
1: It is always so good to see you. I know, right. Regardless of what, what we're talking about, it's just, it's good to see you. I will tell you. Before we jump in and get started and you introduce yourself to the folks watching, I, this this topic could not be coming at a better time. We're talking about mental health during COVID and the holidays. And my mental health is quite fragile these days for a number of reasons. And, but just seeing you on the screen, is making me smile. And so I think we'll get we'll get a chance to talk about coming up how even just doing some of these FaceTime Zoom things with people that you love and respect and admire um, will certainly help. But before we get all of that, not everyone watching knows exactly who you are, Dr. Robin. So please introduce yourself to the folks and let them know what you do with uh, Providence.
0: Well, my name's Dr. Robin Henderson. I'm a psychologist by training. Uh, I am the Chief Executive of Behavioral Health in Oregon, which basically means if it's related to your mental health and it happens in the state of Oregon, you're probably going to eventually see someone who is somehow connected to me. And I try to knit things together for the largest behavioral health provider in the state. It's an awesome, awesome place to be. Uh, I also am the Chief Clinical Officer of Work to Be Well. And Work to Be Well is our youth mental health resilience program where we work with teenagers we have a youth board a national youth board and we could talk about work to be well all day long but the key thing with you, with work to be well is it's by youth for youth about mental health and resilience and what can we do to support our youth like we need to support everybody these days in having good mental health
1: absolutely i love that that this is maybe a little bit new to me as familiar as i am with work to be well but i i this word resilience, Dr. Robin, you, you know, you bring up and it's, it sounds like it's even an official part of the tagline now, but it sort of leads me into my first question for you about, cause I'm guessing that resilience is going to be one of those keys, but what do you see as some of the, the biggest mental health challenges and what's going on with, with all of our mental health now that we are officially in the holiday season, but in the COVID era?
0: You know, when I look at the the holiday season in the COVID area, the first thing that comes to mind is fatigue. I think that we're all really COVID fatigued. We're tired of the pandemic. We were tired of the elections a while ago uh, and, and we're still tired of the elections. <laughs>
1: right, right. Even though now we officially can transition, I guess, like regardless of your political stance, I know we're not supposed to talk politics, but we can officially transition, which I think is going to be good for all of our mental health at this point, right? Let's just move forward.
0: Exactly. How we find a way to move forward, how we find a way to let go and move on, that's all part of, of adapting, right? And so as we run into the holidays, part of when we begin to get overwhelmed is we look to those things that are familiar. We look to those things that are comforting. And what's more comforting than a Thanksgiving turkey with stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. made by your your grandmother or your aunt or your uncle or, you know, another relative or even you. And you gather mm-hmm. your family and friends together. And this is that time of year that we're all familiar with. We fill our house with people. And we're going to look at you and say, do not go there. Do not do that. I know that's <laughs> what you want
1: to do. <laughs> right.
0: But... But as healthcare providers, we're gonna be the first to tell you, please don't. And so how do we come up with other ways to take care of our mental health? Because right now we're all COVID fatigued and we're looking for a break. I don't know yeah, about you, but absolutely. I'm looking for a break.
1: Oh man, and we and we need it. And I, I think even in non-pandemic years, non-election years, non-protesting years, <laughs> right? <laughs> I could just keep adding on everything that's going on even in those normal years, we, we're we all spent by this time. Yeah. And we do, we look forward to the holidays. Most people, I'll say not everyone, not everyone yeah. looks forward to the holidays, but most of us look forward to the holidays because it is an opportunity for us to be with loved ones and for us not to be lonely. And I feel like loneliness is really something that is that is truly impacting folks right now. But you know, to the naysayers maybe, or I don't know, I don't wanna influence your answer to this, but is loneliness an actual medical health condition? Because most of us are feeling it right now. I think this is an important question.
0: Loneliness is actually has a huge impact on our mental health. We need those connections to other people to help us, help ground us in who we are, especially going back to the idea of the familiar. Our family is what our family is, and our family has good things, bad things, you know, complicated things. I think I think everybody can say their family is complicated in some way or another, but it is familiar. It's comfortable in some respects. Even when it's uncomfortable, it's comfortable in that uncomfortableness, if that makes sense. So loneliness mm-hmm. is a huge issue, especially for people who've been isolated during COVID, for people who've had to... Uh, work in healthcare and be isolated from their families for people who are aging or in high risk categories and can't hang out with the people that they love and care about for people who, you know, work in essential, you know, essential workforces like grocery stores and things like that. And other people are like, Oh, you work at the grocery store. You're there eight hours a day. I don't want to hang with you. Mm. These are all Mm -hmm. things that contribute to loneliness. And loneliness can lead to a lot of other complications. Let's be honest.
1: Absolutely. So so what do we what do we do about this loneliness then? What if you're that essential worker or that health, that healthcare worker who just spent seven days straight in the COVID <laughs> unit taking care <laughs> of patients uh, and needs to be isolated from essentially everyone? Um, you know, what are some things that we can do to start to combat that loneliness, particularly with this big holiday coming up in just two days.
0: Well, it really starts with self-care and self-care starts with intentionality. All of us really need to be thinking about, especially in the midst of this pandemic, what are we doing to take care of ourselves? Mm. You know, I, Do you remember those things called airplanes? <laughs>
1: <And> then- <laughs> I used to love them. Right? <laughs> I, I, I think, I think if I remember that far back, I used to love them. And I, I think my last flight was home for the holidays last year. Probably wow. like a lot of people, right? I don't think I've been, I think it's almost a year, Robin, that I, since I've been on a plane, wow.
0: Well, well, I remember the safety briefings
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: flight attendant would stand up and, and the they would give, they'd pull out the oxygen mask and they'd say, put your own mask on before helping someone else. Mm. That's what self-care is. You gotta put your own mask on before you can help someone else. And let's let's talk about how we, you know. let's unpack that a little bit. So when sure. we're talking about self-care pursuant to loneliness. And we're talking about self-care like for you as a healthcare worker who just got off of 7 days. What are the things that refill your tank? What are the things that you do that give you back energy, that give you back that feeling of of groundedness in who you are so that you can go back 7 days from now and do this again. And part of that's going to be reaching out to family and friends. And it may be that you have to do it differently. Maybe that you're doing it over Zoom like you and I are doing right now. It may be that you're doing it over the telephone while you're on a walk. Maybe that you schedule a virtual happy hour or a virtual tea or whatever it is that you do. But you have to be very intentional about connecting with the people who matter to you and making time for that in your life.
1: Mm. Mm, you That word intentional really sat with me, Dr. Robin, because I mm-hmm. I think pre-COVID and pre the world that we're in now, it was so much easier. It was so much easier to, to not have to be so intentional about connecting with people. And not necessarily that I think we we take people for granted, although I think we all do to some degree, take people and situations in our lives for granted. But now you you have to actually make the time and the space to connect with other human beings in a way that feels even though we all a lot of us sit on zooms all day long it still feels strange and odd to connect with our family and our loved ones electronically to like let's all have thanksgiving dinner with six iPads sitting around the dining room. I'm sitting at my dining room table, which is why I'm sitting around this, right? With <laughs> so six iPads. You know, can I serve you the 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 mashed potatoes and you go like that. But that just feels weird, but also can you can you just talk a little bit about how why that is so important? Why that connection? That self-care? And then yeah. also as an extension of that that connection with human beings even if it's virtually, is so critically important for our mental health, especially now in the holidays?
0: You know, when we look at the people who are comfortable, when we look at, you know, the people who bring us that sense of groundedness and who we are, part of why they do that is other people act, you know, right now, you're kind of like a mirror to me, right? You and I are Mm -hmm. having a conversation and we're reacting to each other's facial expressions. We're reacting to what's coming out of each other's mouths and things like that. And I'm getting feedback from you that helps ground me in my reality. And you're getting Mm. feedback from me that helps ground you in yours. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what's really important. But the other part of this that's especially important and why connecting with people you love who care about you that you care about is the actual content of the conversation. Tell somebody Mm. how you are and then sit back and listen to the answer. How are you doing? What is going on in your world? What's been happening? And take the time to just Take it in and really understand where someone else is, but also as important, tell them where you're at.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that conversation about, you know, pre-pandemic, I remember this was kind of a hot thing years ago in terms of, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to give this wellness I'm going to use this word wellness. And I know it's starting mm-hmm. to become sort of a buzzword, a hot word, a, a controversial word, almost if you will. But when wellness started to become a bigger thing, I remember lots of people saying, don't just ask someone, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. You know, and you just keep on walking down the hallway or whatever. We all do that. We all know right now that not all, we are not all fine. No, <laughs> not, none of us not are fine. all the time. <laughs> we are not fine. And it is okay to say I am not fine or I'm fine today, like I'm fine in this moment, um, but I, I love what you were saying about hearing where other people are and hearing what's truly going on and also creating space within that conversation for you to be able to express to that person, you know, where you are, whether whether you're fine or not, because it's going to help um, that that health so much.
0: You know, and that's kind of the challenge that that I've been talking with people about. I mean, a lot of our core leaders in our healthcare system, you know, the people who manage the people who are at the bedside, they're burning out. They're, mm. they're so at the, you know, and they're not the people that, that we often think about because we're we're thinking a lot about the people who are right there at the bedside. The, the managers are the people who are making sure the people at the bedside get a break, have a pizza, um, get a drink and are scheduled so that somebody is there to take over their shift the next shift right. and are making sure that there's somebody to relieve you so that you can go rest and relax. And, and when I was talking with this group of core leaders yesterday, I was talking about the importance of sharing your own story, because often as leaders mm-hmm. in healthcare, we don't, we think our job is here to listen. And we forget that part of our job is also to share and be vulnerable and to be human.
1: How how dare we be human,
0: Robin? Right, especially as we We're not allowed to be human. I'm a psychologist, right? Okay, I'm a psychologist. I listen for a living. That is my job. (laughs) Right. But when I am a family member or a friend, part of my job is to take that off and Mm. be a human being and tell you how I'm really feeling and be vulnerable because then you're going to see yourself in me.
1: Hmm. Wow. And it it's sometimes, you know, I I find it reticent. I feel like I'm going to speak for a lot of folks watching right now. Um, Sometimes I feel a little bit reticent to tell people how I'm feeling, particularly for those watching who we're all having tough times. But for those watching who have been on the front lines in whatever capacity that is and that there is so much COVID fatigue that I I know that people don't want to hear about it. You know, my partner and I have some very pretty, pretty intense rules to protect both of us about how much I talk about what goes on at work. Now, obviously, I never share specific patient information and all those things. Right. I've been doing this a long time. Like we're obviously HIPAA compliant about the whole thing. But, Robin, I coded six people this week because of covid six. And that's that's. And I don't get to go have martinis with my girlfriends after work to digest work anymore. Like, we're not doing that. Right. And and so I think it's this really challenging place. And I, I'm asking this for the other folks who are also on the on the front lines, of course, about you know that people are tired of COVID. They're, t- they're tired of talking about it. They're tired of hearing about it. But yet you, being so impacted, need to talk about it, need to get it out. And I think I've yep. been pretty reticent about sharing how I feel lately to not be more burdensome on on others. Does that make sense?
0: No, that makes perfect sense. And and part of when you share something like that is it helps you sort out where do you put it? Because if mm. you don't put it out there on the table so that you can look at it, you can't figure out where to put it. You know, I, I like to think of our emotions as as we kind of sit our emotions and experiences. If you imagine that you have a cottage cheese container, right? Or you know, mm. one of those Tupperware containers or whatever you call it. Uh, I like yep, cottage yep. cheese, right?
1: We and, use the old cottage cheese containers too. Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> and, and all of your emotions and experiences and the things that happen to you sit in this cottage cheese container. And, and when you're not taking good care of yourself, things can happen to that container, it can mm. develop some leaks and, and you get leakage. You get mm-hmm. you know emotions and things that come out incorrectly. You get um, you know overwhelmed, and and you may you know snap at a colleague or snap at a a loved one because you're not dealing with your cottage cheese and it's spilling out of your container. Uh, or there's might, mold
1: in it, or something.
0: Right, because you're like, it dirty. It. It. Yeah. And, <laughs> or in many cases, you know, your container might actually get really, really damaged, and it might break, and then things fall out all over the place, and you fall apart. Mm, mm -hmm. and the the job of self-care at an ideal is the idea that you're patching up and reinforcing your cottage cheese container and you're you're dealing with what's inside of it but you're really taking care of that in there you're refueling, you're you're making sure that it's solid and if you develop a hole in that or it starts to fall apart you're going to reach out to a mental health professional like me and I'm going to help you put it back together in a safe place because I'm a safe vessel that you can have right. that conversation you can't have with anybody else if you can't right. put it back together.
1: Which is which is amazing. And I, for those watching, we're gonna have resources um, for where you can reach out and get uh, behavioral health, you know, counseling, mental health counseling, you, you know, yeah. resources, even if you are even in a bit more of a crisis for that as well. Um, so you'll see the website at the bottom of the screen here as well. You can always go to providence.org um, and we're gonna have provide resources for you at the end of this. now. We've got about 11 and a half minutes left, Dr. Robin. We got to talk some specifics. But can you believe, no. by the way, that this half an hour is going so fast? We got to talk some specifics about this holiday. Now, I may may or may not be this person to bring up controversial topics at the <laughs> at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Although I normally my my family's pretty cool, like even though we we vary politically, we we all get along, we all make it work. But for those having that virtual Thanksgiving, so it's already tough enough and you're being virtual, but then somebody brings up one of those tough topics, one of those tough things uh, or uncomfortable conversations. How do you navigate that, especially knowing now that everyone's mental health is pretty raw these days?
0: You know, I'm a big believer in if you know you're going into a situation where you've got a family member who's got some pretty hot views that may be different than the rest of the family and they may not be able to control themselves in this environment <laughs> from spouting off about that. Right. I'm a big believer in the family dinner game and the family dinner game can be anything from let's, let's grab some of those trivial pursuit cards and just kind of, uh-huh. you know, without the board, we're going to play the cards um, uh-huh. can also use, uh, you know, there's a lot of great ideas around conversation starters, where maybe we're all going to talk about what have you binge watched. You know, you, you can make a bunch of little index cards that say, "What's your what's your favorite binge of the pandemic?" and uh-huh. have everybody share their favorite binge season. You know, of of well, I really liked you know, um, the, the Good Place, and and somebody over here really likes Shit's Creek or whatever it is. You know, all the different right. things that that you can watch on on various channels and get a conversation sure. going about that. But have in your back pocket some conversation starters, some distractor tasks, uh, as we call them in the business, that can lead your conversation in a different place. Um, yeah, I the, love the other thing I really, really love is we have an automatic distractor task that we're all used to uh, in Zoom life. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My connection's gone bad. Oh, uh, 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 oh Uncle John, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, oops.
1: Oh, I sorry, Uncle Bob. My 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 Wi-Fi doesn't do racism. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't connect there. <laughs> okay, that one's brilliant. That is very very good. Okay, I love it. So I love the games. Um, have something in your back pocket. Have everyone loves to talk about what they're watching. I also saw a really funny meme the other day, Doctor Robin, that said, uh, "Here's a good way to know whether or not someone's been, you know, COVID safe or not." ask them what they've been binge watching lately. And if they can't rattle off basically every show for the last eight months, they haven't been staying inside. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, all right, very good. So the day after Thanksgiving is been very, very popular very, uh, for years now, of course these traditionally it's frantic crowds that are running everywhere, stomping all over people. And, and you know, it's crazy just to start this like holiday shopping. Mm-hmm. So Black Friday, what are some other ways that people can kind of take on, because a lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love the madness of yep. that. So what are some other ways that people can take on Black Friday, but still be safe about it?
0: Uh, I'm a big believer in let your fingers do the walking and get me to a computer and start Googling. There's a lot of great shopping sites. There's a lot of local purveyors who now have their own websites, uh, artisans, you know, local shops that you can support. And you can do your shopping right there from the safety of your home. You can pull up a great fancy breakfast of leftovers and some good coffee and sit down with your credit card and let your fingers do the walking in a perfectly safe environment. And if you do that early enough in the season, you're probably going to get your packages by the time Christmas rolls around. But it's very- I think this Black Friday, my plan is to sit down, sit back with my computer, maybe my iPad, get a couple devices going because that can be really, really fun. And try right. to find some uh, local businesses that I can support online so that I can look for, for different types of things this year that, that maybe are going to speak to people a little bit differently than what I would be buying in the local department store.
1: I love that. You know, there. You know, I, I'm in California, and a lot of the state has just shut down or is going to shut down starting yep. Wednesday night again. And so uh, there, we have been doing everything we can because my partner and I are lucky enough to, to to be working this entire time to support local businesses. So I urge everyone to do that. I love that you said shop local, even if you're doing it virtually, um, as much as you can. It's really easy to find local artisans, local shops, uh, particularly. Yep. It's actually not that hard to find local businesses with uh, queer people and people of color and other yep. individuals if you want to help those communities as well. So definitely do that. Okay, something that I am a huge proponent of, one of the my favorite holiday gifts, so we're, we're merging, we're starting to creep in towards, you know, the holidays total and, and Hanukkah and Christmas and everything. One of the gifts I love to give is to donate to uh, people's charities on their behalf. Yeah. Um, And so we do know it's pretty well documented that obviously in-person volunteer work is down this year simply because we can't, but giving financial giving to so many charitable organizations is really, really down this year um, just because of the pandemic. What do you know, Robin, are what are some ways that you that you have that you can think of because it's so good for our soul and often really good for our mental health as well, to continue to support these charitable organizations definitely during the holidays?
0: Oh, I'm a big fan of charitable giving. I did I actually did a lot of my Christmas shopping at the Basic Rights Oregon auction this year, which awesome. uh, brought in a bunch of local artisans and their wares. In this online auction for their online event. And uh, I use that as a great shopping opportunity to not only support the great work at Basic Rights Oregon that supports uh, LGBTQ populations, but also uh, everybody really uh, in the diversity world through Basic Rights Oregon. They're, they're just an amazing organization. But I'm a big believer in charitable giving and finding what speaks to someone else. Maybe it's Supporting your local humane society uh, if you have a friend or a loved one who's a pet lover, finding mm-hmm. a way to support the local, uh, you know, homeless shelter, the local uh, food bank, anything like that that's going to resonate with someone is a great, great idea. Along those same lines, with a little different twist, mm-hmm. many of our restaurants have been hit really hard, our local restaurants. And finding a way to give people a dinner experience from your local restaurant in in Oregon. I know that we have this, and this is not uncommon. They have these in a lot of different places, but there's a little seafood place on the coast in Oregon called Local Ocean. And they do a dinner box and they deliver it now. It started just locally. Now they deliver it all over the state of Oregon where once (sighs) a week you can pick up a meal. It's easy to assemble. You're supporting the local fishermen on the coast and you're getting a really good meal. And I plan to give a lot of really good meals this year so that I can support (laughs) my local restaurants that I still want to be there when the pandemic is over.
1: Absolutely. Don't forget your restaurants. Don't forget your restaurants. And there are even some restaurants, Dr. Robin, that I know are doing that type of meal experience, but in person, and you can pre-pay for it so that when the restaurants open safely and people are vaccinated there's a dinner experience waiting for someone and they're doing it. If you go back to your, you know, financial classes or whatever, it's keeping cash flow in those organizations now, which is so important to help keep some of these organizations open. So you can, as a gift to someone say, I'm going to give you an amazing dinner experience on the coast with wine and whatever, all on me. Next time you can do it in person, which might be next May, but at least, you know, you're, it's a great gift you're supporting the organizations now and your loved one gets that experience in the future that they can look forward to. It's kind of like a win, 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 if you will.
0: Oh, I love that idea. Dr. Yeah, isn't That's that fun? wonderful idea? Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't that fun? All right, we have just a couple of minutes for those of you who are watching. If you have any questions, of course, in the chat, throw them at us. We have. Tons of resources coming your way. You can always, of course, go to Providence.org. You'll see right here one of my favorite organiz- organizations as well, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. If you need help and, and resources, particularly if you are in an emergency or crisis situation or if someone else you know is and you don't know what to do, call them. They will help you and walk walk you through it. I have done it before. Dr. Robin, as we get out of here very soon, we got about a minute or so left. We just, especially after this week, especially a really tough time. Sometimes we just need to take a break and regroup. What are some quick and easy things besides maybe just binging Netflix? Cause I feel like we've all been doing that. But instead of just that, what are some ways that we can just kind of get away and regroup and, and breathe and feel like we're sort of reconnected back to reality in the midst of everything going on and the holidays?
0: I'm a big believer in take a good long hot bath with some Mm. really nice salts in it, Uh, something that smells good, something that that gets that sensation of warmth and also gets your your you know, your scent going here so that you've got some different. It can take you when we change our use aromatherapy to change, change what it is that we're smelling that can Mm. help change what it is that we're thinking. Exercise, go outside for a walk, take a break, take a walk that's going to really do a lot to get those endorphins moving. And again, change your frame. That's what we're looking for is how do we change the mindset, the thinking, the distortion that you may be in at that moment and transport you, Calgon, take me away to a different (laughs) moment. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Another really good thing to do right here, drink some water. water. Mm. Early and often with water helps reduce anxiety. And of course, mindfulness. If you don't have a lot of time, you've only got a few minutes, then let's do a round of four-square breathing. Have you ever done four-square breathing?
1: I have not. No. Let's do it. I, I can teach you this
0: really quickly. All right. Let's do it. Feet flat on the ground. Uh, okay. I tell you to close your eyes, but that would be kind of weird because we're both on this podcast, but we can try. I mean,
1: I can, I can do it you a little bit. close your eyes. All right. All right. All right. Uh-huh.
0: Take a deep breath in. And hold. One, two, three, four. Now let it out, and hold, one, two, three, four. Deep breath in, hold, one, two, three, four, and out. Hold, one, two, three, four. Now, if we're really doing four square breathing you would do that two more times for a square mm-hmm. of four mm-hmm. but what that can do is stop an anxiety attack can reground you in the moment and it can change the way you're thinking right now
1: i, I am moved and floored frankly by even what just two breaths has done even right here in the in the middle of hosting something that's live and people are watching with my eyes closed. Uh, that was amazing, thank you. And it brings us back to you know, the, the most essential, what is life giving, and that is breath. We have to constantly be connected to our breath. Oh my goodness, um, that was amazing. Dr. Robin, we are out of time, unfortunately. Thank you so much um, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Please, I beg of you, be safe, be smart. It's okay that it feels different and weird. It's okay right now, because we're gonna get through this together and we have to be safe, all right? Um, we appreciate everyone listening and sending in your questions. Of course, if you are looking for help with your mental health or other medical advice, please visit providence.org. You can, of course, follow Dr. Robin on Instagram. Please do, at Doc rob henderson. And you can follow me on Instagram, if you like, at Ask the NP. Of course, be sure to follow and keep up with everything that Providence is doing on social media, and they do a lot. It is awesome. Uh, on Twitter, <laughs> uh, it's at Providence on Twitter, and under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We appreciate everyone watching so much. Have a safe and wonderful holiday. Until next time.